right, listen, we want to get to the top five stories of the day quickly. But I, I did just want to say this has been a really good day on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. So thank you guys. We'll hit the best of it coming up at the bottom of this hour, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. I've been getting a myriad of questions about spring football tickets. And, in fact, somebody um, somebody had texted in yesterday asking why they were $50. So here's what I would say. Um, as far as... I, I know, as far as your boy knows, there's not – they haven't gone on sale yet. So if someone is out there trying to charge you $50 for spring football tickets and it's not in a suite, <laughs> uh, then I think somebody's trying to get you. But as far as I could find anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, there wasn't any spring football tickets on sale yet. I'm willing to guarantee you. Knowing, knowing how badly this wants to be a massive event. So, Charles, thanks for reaching out, uh, the handful of you on uh, the Air Comfort Solutions text line yesterday. I don't think that it would be a a subtle announcement that ticket sales are, are coming or B, uh, anything that would be that overly expensive. So just heads up, uh, I know this is – a terrible, terrible sometimes world that we live in where you have people that will try to take advantage of you. But I would just say patience, young Padawan, because uh, the ticket sales will be announced in time. And, you know, the, the hope is, Connor, the hope is honestly that it becomes something where it's harder to get a ticket to the spring game, right? Never more expensive, but just, hey, it be, becomes such a massive deal that it's, Harder and harder to get tickets to it, right? And yeah, exactly what we saw last year. But fifty bucks. I mean, hold off, yeah, no, hold no, off no. a little bit. Wait, right. wait for, yeah, wait for the You're tickets to actually okay. go out. Yeah. All right, you ready? Let's go. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Here we go. It's time for the yes. top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, newcastlecasino.com, where real gamers play. Connor Pasby is in today. Josh Helmer is calling basketball. Thanks to TJ Perry for helping us out on what's ended up being a wild day for us and hopefully a fun day for you. Um, Let's get to the top five stories. Big story number five. Number five. All right, got a lot of NFL stuff here to get to, but, Connor, I'm glad you're in. I'm glad you're in because – Yesterday, yesterday, Kyler Murray was catching a few strays from a teammate. Here's in this starting with the NFL. A couple of NFL notes we'll catch you up on. Here's what Kelvin Beecham said about Kyler Murray. Want to get your guys' take on this and how you feel about the the Sooner who is you know coming off a major injury, right? You recently said that Kyler need to grow up a little bit. What do you mean? I think with last year, man, he's maturing. How do we get him to continue to mature in that regard? Um, the thing is, you paid him half a billion. Um, I didn't, but the team organization paid him half a billion in offense. Um, you want to see him go into that valuation. We understand the more expectations, the more obligations, the more responsibilities. We want to see, I want to see him, and I'm excited to see him take on that particular responsibility. He's a winner. 
is a competitor. One of the fiercest competitors I've been around. But to be a leader of men is completely different than just being a competitor. You have to be able to lead men. You have to be able to engage with men. You have to be able to talk and be able to, to not only bark at them, but how do you also bring them along for the ride as well? And for me, in my, in my, my particular you know, perspective, I want to see him do that at a much a much higher clip. And when I say grow up, it's take the next step. He did, took a step last week, took a step two years ago. How do we take that next step? So here's the thing is if you listen to the clip, what Kelvin Beecham is saying is a great point. you got to continue to mature, and we've seen him take a step. If you just fall for the clickbaity headline, Beecham says Kyler Murray has to grow up, then it sounds much more damning than it actually is. I kind of thought, Connor, that that was pretty good advice from an NFL veteran on how to see your guy continue to get better. No, it is. Yeah, they just took those few words. I mean, that's how, yep. that's how social media is. It says, grow up, be a man. Yeah, grow up. I mean, I saw Hollywood kind of back him up a little bit on Twitter. Nice to see that from a fellow Sooner. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a context. Just putting a few words out there and getting attention it just blows up. This is going to be a fun weekend if you are in the team building slash NFL rumor mill life like I live, then you're going to love the next 24 to 48 hours because, you know, we open up the legal tampering period on Sunday and then yeah, they could officially sign what on Tuesday. Uh, not as if any of that has ever stopped teams from tampering or not tampering. I don't think we'll get much clarity on Lamar Jackson this weekend, but it looks like we're going to get some clarity on Aaron Rodgers, even though the most recent report this morning did kind of crack me up on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, According to the always reliable TMZ Sports, uh, it looks like Aaron Rodgers has been booked for a speaking engagement, and... uh, (laughs) The 39-year-old quarterback is one of several featured guests for the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Psychedelic Science 2023 is an event in June. It's being dug, uh, dubbed the largest psychedelic gathering in school in in, pro, in history, and the conference is expecting about 10,000 attendees, which will include speeches, workshops and panel discussions about all thing halluc- all things hallucinogens. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. How did Aaron Rodgers become the spokesperson for all things uh, ayahuasca or ayahuasca uh, and and I guess psychedelics are concerned. Rodgers isn't the only athlete slated to speak. Olympic silver medalist Sasha Cohen is also listed as a guest speaker for the event in Denver. Aaron Rodgers has just gotten so weird, Plank. It's, <laughs> it's just odd. He's an odd guy now. There's man, there's been a bu- yeah, there's been a bunch of NFL news coming up. Did you see Adam Thielen get released earlier today? I saw that. I saw that. There's it's been a, a there's been a couple big names that have been par- part of a team for a while now and then uh, get released. Yeah, I saw this uh I saw this morning where um it looks like Brandon Graham hasn't heard from the Philadelphia Eagles. That's kind of fascinating of a name that that could be out there. So uh, it's wild. The NFL is so crazy. So Adam Thielen gets released. To me, two, like two years ago, he was like a franchise receiver, and everyone wanted him. And you know, he was a he was a big time receiver that everyone everyone wanted to to get now all of a sudden he's a free agent oh here's an update on brandon graham 
he did reach agreement on a one-year deal with the Eagles. So he was a first-round pick by the Eagles in 2010. He's played 178 games with them, won a Super Bowl. So uh, it looks like Brandon Graham, outside of report, I think it was, oh, gosh, earlier today. Oh, I don't I don't know who it said. Hey, he hadn't heard anything. Boom. There's a one-year deal. And the Titans have released another starter on their offensive line, and Ben Jones has been released. So we're seeing the market take shape on the offensive line, and it's going to be a very, very interesting offseason. The, the, Titans, have, the Titans have been really releasing everybody, it feels like. Left tackle and uh, receiver Robert Woods as well. Those Luan, Taylor Luan, and their uh, center that they just released this morning. Um, I just said his name, and I completely blanked on it. Um, ben Jones? Ben Jones, thank you. Gosh. Don't get old, Connor. Stay Don't the same get old. Uh, Luan and Jones were the two longest-tenured offensive linemen on their roster. So that means here's, a, here's the list of people who have all been released by the Titans over the last month. Taylor Lewan, Robert Woods, Zach Cunningham, their kicker, Randy Bullock, their center, Ben Jones. Uh, ben De- ben, uh, Bud Dupree will be cut in the next few days, and it looks like Ryan Tannehill could be next. Holy smokes. That's the name, yes, Ryan Tannehill. wonder what's going to happen with him. Mm. All right, uh, let's roll. Big story number four. Number four. Oh. All right. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. My brother-in-law just sent me. He just sent me a, uh, a a text on the psychedelic side of things. <laughs> well, I guess maybe I might need to go to this conference after all. All right, um, big story number four. You all, Many of you have asked about Matty Williams. Here was the update that Jenny Baranchek gave us the other day on whether or not Matty would be able to go tonight. Well, um, I can and I can't, so we still don't necessarily know. Uh, we've been given a few different time frames, so I, I know in the next probably 48 hours is, is really crucial for us. I can tell you that um, I know she's doing everything she can and she really wants to play. We also are keeping her future in mind for everything. Um, so it's uh, she'll be back at some point. I just don't know when. Well, I think the best part of, of that is, you know, Maddie gave the message. You know, we still go and we're still together. And different people stepped up. I mean, Liz Scott fouls out in the third quarter, and she could have sat on the bench and felt sorry for herself. But instead, she pours into Skyler, she pours into Beatrice, she pours into KJ, she pours into Emma. You know, I feel like when you have that kind of team chemistry and that kind of team cohesion, and even at halftime when you have Taylor saying, "Okay, you know, we're down six, like we can still we can still just continue to like focus every play. We didn't come out thinking, oh my gosh, we have to get it all back in one possession. We didn't, you know, our wheels didn't fall off. We just stayed steady and it was next player up. And when you have chemistry like that, that's player led, uh, you don't have to really say much, but make no mistake. We're better with Maddie. We want Maddie. I mean, there's, there's, there's no question. And at the same time, if, if Maddie can't go, uh, somebody's going to step up. And it's not going to be one person. It's going to be all of us. So that was Jenny Baranchek earlier this week on the injury to Maddie Williams. Um, it looked like she is. Um, it looked like she is with the team in Kansas City. So that's a good sign. But you know that the, the wild thing to me for OU is they get a very favorable matchup 
tonight, right? I I felt like Kansas all season long was a team that I was worried about. I thought they might be able to make a run in the Big 12 tournament, and they get upset by, hands down, the worst team in this league last night. So, I mean, literally, I, I'm so uncomfortable right now with saying Oklahoma's playing TCU tonight in women's basketball, knowing that I've, I've seen the two games Oklahoma played against TCU this season, and I feel like I just need to look at it again to make sure. Yeah, there it is. OU versus TCU tonight at 5 p.m. Uh, I, there is no reason why the Sooners shouldn't win this game. Now, TCU's 8-22. and 22. Man, it's been a oh. struggle all season long for the Horn Frogs. But going back to your point, uh, Plank, about Maddie Williams. Yeah. I mean, she's an important piece, and they really need her back to make to get a few wins in this Big 12 tournament and really push for a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. It is so critical yeah. to get that uh, two seed. I don't know if they're going to get that high, though, dude. Maybe a I three. I just don't right yeah. now. Um, I, I, I just – right now the most recent thing I saw was a five, and that concerns me. Oh, it's, me. A, fi- it's a five? Oh, I didn't yeah. know it was that. Okay. Yeah, don't get me wrong, man. I, I'm more <laughs> along with the way that you're thinking, but – in Charlie Cream's most recent updated bracketology, he is the Joe Lenardi of, of the women's basketball tournament. There has just not been a lot of love for the Big 12 on that front. Yeah, just hasn't uh, number, been. yeah ranked number 14, you don't see that often, a team no. that would get a five seed in the tournament. Yeah, n- not just a five seed, but not even you know with that five in a position to where they can host their own regional. Let me just double check to see if there was any movement at all on this. Yeah, Sills of Five going to L.A. to play uh, UNLV with UCLA-Sacramento State the other game. But I think if they win two games, even though the TCU game won't do much for you, I think if you end up playing in the championship, I think they could end up uh, hosting in that first round. All right, um, gosh, we're running late. Big story number three. Number three. All right, so on our flagship station – KREF 1400 AM and 99.3 FM. You'll get OU baseball all weekend long. We had Skip Johnson on earlier today. The Sooners are in Houston for a three-game set, getting an opportunity to play at Minute Maid Park. They'll take – oh, I apologize. I apologize. The series this weekend is against the Houston Cougars at Schroeder Park. The Minute Maid Park series was last week. Uh, 6.30 on Friday, 6.30 on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday, and yes – not for Oklahoma, but for they had a tournament in, in Houston. I think that's where the Tech A&M game went 16 innings this past weekend. But OU in Houston, three games set. We've got you covered right here. Toby's going to be on the call for all three games, including a 6 o'clock pregame show tonight, 6.30 first pitch. So right after the rush wraps up, Toby and uh, on the broadcast right here on the home of Sooner fans, 99.3 FM and 1400 AM. There is ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus, so you can watch the games this weekend, but OU and Houston, three games set down at Schroeder Park in Houston. Gives me to big story number two. Number two. Where I am, Starkville, News Park, uh, Mississippi State hosting the Bulldog Invitational. In fact, I already had a chance to say hi this morning to Sam Ricketts, so my day is made. But Oklahoma will take on Sela, Southeast Louisiana, who trails Omaha in a game that is currently in the top of the fifth inning. It's 3-2. to two. Omaha has the lead. But the Sooners and the Lions will take on coming up, uh, take on each other coming up at 12-30. 12-15 with the pregame show, kind of time depending, 12-30 first pitch between Oklahoma 
and Sela will have all the coverage for you on the Sooner Radio Network this weekend. Uh, our, our Twitter feed, at OU on the air, at OU underscore softball, has links where you can find us. Uh, streaming on the Franchise 2 app is the best advice I can give you because that has every single game. All right, uh, gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, when we come back, let's go through all the highlights of the NCAA tournament, or pardon me, of the uh, conference tournaments in advance of the NCAA tournament. We got highlights from the Big 12 from last night. We got games that are getting ready to tip off, some that already have. So all kinds of stuff to get to from the conference tournaments. And what's next for OU basketball? Next right here on the Home Sooner. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Uh, it has been, just from our show's perspective, right, a wild day. A wild day. Because, you know, typically it's Josh and I, and if I'm on the road, it you know, we'll make sure that we make it work, and it plays out that way. But um, today, Josh got a last-minute call to go call some high school broadcasts. So I uh, wanted to make sure we did our best for our great high school partners. So Josh slipped out, and so I'm on the road, and I'm here in Starkville today, and literally our game starts at 1230. So there were some some hills that we had to navigate, some turns that we had to maybe slow down a little bit on, uh, but I feel pretty good about things, Connor. I feel like it's been a good show today. How do you feel overall about the way the show has gone today, Connor? I think it's been great. We got okay. through it. We had some different circumstances pop up, but we Tell did our job. It. Yep, we did our job for our listeners, and yeah, I think it's been good. You, it's so crazy. I haven't even checked in with my family. I haven't even checked in with my friends. I'm just assuming that they hear the radio and they know that I'm here. Um, quick update. <laughs> My family listening to the radio. That's a good thing. Um, that's a funny one. Rutgers has an early 17-10 to 10 lead on Purdue in the Big Ten tournament. Some other games that are about to get rolling would include East Carolina and Houston in the American Athletic Conference. That's on ESPN2 at noon. And then on CBS Sports Network here in about, well, now, Middle Tennessee and Florida Atlantic will play in the Conference USA semifinals um in any game that's really jumping out to catch your eye today i'm intrigued to see if mississippi state can continue its run they play alabama at noon in the sec tournament in nashville ohio state michigan in the united center i love the big 12 games for today and maybe maybe real quick we look back on the big 12 from last night um even though bill self was not a part of it kansas went out and i thought played a really complete basketball game last night. It's Kansas uh, against a very hungry team, right? I mean, let's face it. This this West Virginia team was hungry, and they took care of business last night in a in a, in a rather big and convincing way overall. In fact, Grady Dick was fantastic down the stretch for the Kansas Jayhawks. Is today the start of that? A year later, as they're up fourteen. Here's Dick for. Uh, my bad. Is today the start of that a year later as they're up 14? Here's Dick for three. He buried it. Three balls falling for Grady Dick. That's a good sign in March. His fourth of the day. So many out of context with that call, but here was the final call. 
Three balls for Grady to score. Kansas 78, West Virginia 61. You can rock. Chalk it up. The Jayhawks win. Now 23-3 in the Big 12 quarterfinal. Unreal. Uh, So I got a little intel last night. They are... um, they're not certain. Now, everyone that is anyone is telling you it was not a heart attack, right? So that's that's a good sign with Bill's self. But whatever it was, it happened while he was in Kansas City. So, um, you know, thankfully Bill's okay. Thankfully Coach Self is okay. Um, he's not going to coach the rest of the Big 12 tournament. Looks like he'll be back for the big dance, but... Jalen Wilson last night had 22. You heard Grady Dick there. He was four of seven, just burying threes. I'm too immature to have a player named Grady Dick that's that's doing things for Kansas right now. He had 18, four of their five starters and double figures, and now they get set for a rather massive matchup with Iowa State, whom – so I, I mentioned yesterday that I kind of had a um, – I had a me day for a little bit yesterday waiting on the flight. And I had picked Iowa State to, or excuse me, I picked Baylor to make a run in this tournament. I just didn't know this was going to happen. I did too. I, I thought Baylor was going to be. Oh, hold on. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Tom, sorry, Blake. I'm so sorry. Uh, no. Yeah, I just thought Baylor was going to be the team that would that I could trust to make a run with the great guard me play too. that they had. And and they've never made a run in the Big Twelve tournament at all. But my, my uh, okay. Full disclosure here because we're a very honest program, right? I am using a new computer. I, I have I was gifted a computer, uh, an Apple computer, a Mac, and I've never used a Mac before in my life. And there is a different way where if you hover over it, it might play the audio, and if you double-click it, it can play like 10 different audios at the same time. So that's not you, Connor. That's me being terrible at my job. So I'm going to try it again without stomping all over everyone to see how it goes. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, now it's not even working. <laughs> it's a struggle. Technology, man. I finally get a computer that's not falling apart, that doesn't have a broken screen. It's the greatest thing maybe that I've ever had in my life, and I can't figure out how to get it to play audio or not. And when I do, sometimes it's great, and when I do, other times it's not. Hold on. Let me give it one more try on the Iowa State final call. Let's see. And now with three Ah. seconds, Gable throw it ahead to Jared Holmes, and that will do it. And Iowa State sweeps Baylor and advances to the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament with a 78-72 win. Uh, So Iowa State and Kansas today. Then later on this evening, you get Texas and TCU. Texas just dominated OSU from start to finish. Off to Marcus Carr. Now Tyrese Hunter. NBA range three, and it's good. He drains it. Tyrese Hunter with his third three of the ball game, his first of the second half, and Texas back up 16. And then TCU just kind of started and never stopped against Kansas State last night. Bounce to Clark Court. Court sends it to O'Bannon, left alone for three. Knocked in another one. Chuck O'Bannon with 22 points in this ball game. All that was left was the final call. Oh, of course, now it's going to do that. I felt like we were this one there. is going to run out. Hornfrogs are going to get win number 21 on the season here. They do it in the quarterfinal round of the Big 12 championship. Frogs win this one 80-67, to the final score. So your final four is set in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, it looks like, though, Connor, from everything that I've seen, it looks it looks like West Virginia is still safe, right? It looks like they're still in the big dance. Yeah, I think I think they did enough late in the Me season, too. barely getting in. The only question is Oklahoma State. I don't I don't think they did enough. I feel like the Cowboys are going to be uh, left out. 
Mm. Iowa State, Kansas, 6 o'clock tonight on ESPN. And then, of course, a little bit later on after that, you'll have TCU and Texas, 8.30, the projected tip time. Texas just listed as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Meanwhile, the line just came out, Kansas, a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State. Uh, Let me throw two other games that I'm real intrigued by. And I know we got a break, and I promised some text. Does, Does Duke and Miami do much for you? Because uh, I'm, I'm kind of starting to fall for Duke a little bit, and I think this is just one of those late season things that happens to me every single year. Um, Miami, before Duke went on this run, you know, Duke lost back to back games to Miami and Virginia. They got beat by seven, sixty nine, sixty two to Virginia. They went to Miami and lost by twenty two. Since that game. They've lost, or they've won seven straight. Now, granted, you're not dealing with the creme de la creme of hoops. There's a win over Louisville, a, a win over a Notre Dame team, and a Louisville team that haven't been very good this year. But I'm, am I falling into a trap, Connor? If I'm falling for Duke heading into the tournament, always yes, that always tends That's to happen with Duke and the NCAA tournament. But <laughs> they've. Uh... I mean, they've been a hard team to figure out. They started off the season uh, struggling, and they're picking it up now. They're starting to play some good ball. That's an interesting matchup, though, going up against Miami. Yeah. Miami's won so many close close games yeah. uh, this regular season, so that should be uh, uh, fun to watch. It's, it's a great basketball day. Kansas. I not- feel like this is one of my favorite basketball days of the year. Right, quarterfinal, semifinal round of uh, semifinal round of the Big Ten or Big Twelve, quarterfinal of about everywhere else, semifinal of the Big East. I mean, you have Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight caliber games today. UConn, Marquette, two teams that have the potential to make a run. Um, Duke, Miami, as I as I just mentioned, two teams capable of of making a run later on this evening. TCU, Texas, Sweet Sixteen caliber game. Clemson, Virginia, Sweet Sixteen caliber game. Arizona State, Arizona. So from from top to finish, and it starts now. We've got great games all day long, including Rutgers holding on to that four point lead over Purdue, twenty sixteen with about seven and a half minutes left in the first half. All right, before we break and get to the text, anything else college basketball wise you want to hit on? Uh, I think that's about it, man. I just It's just packed day for basketball. Texas TCU will be uh, really fun uh, tonight. Texas, uh, did you catch that game yesterday against Oklahoma State? Very, very boring game. Not much offense. Oh, my so, goodness. Okay, but two things in before we break. Two things. Because there was also the end of a season yesterday that I think is is worthy and needs to be talked about. All right, so two things from that. Number one, um. I I think Oklahoma State's out. What do you think? Do you think that they're you think they got a chance? I, I think that they're on the outside looking in right well, now. Well, they, they didn't get much help for the teams in front of them. I think Arizona State's the one that they, they just won two games in the Pac twelve tournament and they were on the edge of getting in and then Rutgers uh beat Michigan yesterday. That's another team that was barely ahead of Oklahoma State, so not things the things aren't really going Oklahoma State's way, so I think they're going to get left out. Yeah, you, and I do think I'm a firm believer that how you finish matters, and Oklahoma State didn't necessarily finish all that well. Here's the second thing, and I know that this is very homeristic, and I'll be the first one to say it. I'm really sad with where Tulsa basketball is. 
I am too. Um, it's it, oh man, it's it's really downhill, Plank. I mean, just just blowout after blowout. It feels like. I saw I saw Meg McDonald and and Meg is doing gambling shows for in in like Washington D.C. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie, she's crushing it. I've I've never been more impressed with someone who probably couldn't have cared less about gambling whenever she was here, and she's just taking it to another level. And she said betting Tulsa against the spread has been the most automatic money all season long, <laughs> and it broke my heart, man. It absolutely broke my heart. I. I, I don't think that you're going to knee jerk and make any moves after one season. And I know that I'm a little bit late to this and maybe I've been pouty about it, but man, I remember a time on 1430 when we'd crack that mic for, you know, sports radio live or the, the, the big show or whatever it was. And we could count on at least, you know, a boatload of calls from TU fans and this very passionate group of TU fans that were excited about where the program was headed. And, and you know, you went through some coaches from Tubby Smith to Bill Self to Steve Robinson. Buzz Peterson was in that mix. And then John John did a nice job but just didn't get a lot of help recruiting-wise. And, you know, since Doug Wojcik had an, a, a decent run, but then again, he, he, he seemed to piss off the – gosh, I'm sorry – anger the fan base – at every single turn, I thought maybe they had something in Danny Manning, but he saw bigger and better things. And, you know, Frank Haith, whenever he was hired, that was a big deal. You got to do that. It just left Missouri to come coach for you. And it just, ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's just never worked out. Now it's just rooting on Oral Roberts and what, what they've yeah. been doing this season, which is just really incredible. It's just, and there's so many good people there, man. There's so many people that are still there from when, I was there. It's just it sucks to see the struggle bus as bad as it is for TU basketball. And listen, you got really smart people in that in that administration, right? Alvin Williamson, Pooh, he was a I thought could have been a great head coach if he wanted to be. Uh, he's working over there in the front offices, if you will. Rick Dixon has a passion for it, so it's not as if it's going to get lost in the weeds by any stretch of the imagination. But it's just it's kind of sad to see where TU basketball is. All right. Uh, quick break. When we come back, best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line right here on the Home of Sooner Fan. You want to you hear a funny story, Connor? This is good. Remember how I've sat here and I've complained? It's like, man, this game seems like it's going to go long. It's kind of dragging a little bit. Yeah, they're in the bottom of the six with one out. Softball, man. Now it's just flying by. Now it's just absolutely cooking. Now, now, now the six and the sevens is going to last two hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but I, I did want to say, I know that I know that your schedule is crazy busy, man, so I'm very grateful that you were able to slide in today. Uh, this was this was unchartered waters for your boys, and um, I'm, I'm very glad that you were able to slide in and help us out. So thank you, Connor. I'm you bet, man. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, been, it's been fun. Yeah, keeping the content uh, here and the listeners, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we just had a bunch of stuff go on today, but, we got yeah, we got it all figured out. Um. Man, I'm really excited for this weekend. I mean, I, I really, not just for the basketball. I'm excited to see how this softball team responds. Um, you know, these some of these games against lesser opponents have been games where they haven't necessarily played that well. Uh, it seems like it's a, it's a team that has a bounce to it. You know, we're not not going to see Grace Lions this weekend, so let's see how this team responds to maybe having either a, a freshman in Avery Hodge over at short or seeing T.R.E. Jennings play some shortstop, Quincy Lilio maybe at second. So 
I'm really excited to see how this team responds this week, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun weekend. And the they've meantime, they've they've oh, been ahead. they've just been so dominant ever since that yeah. Baylor loss, Plank. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Nicole May with the perfect 0.00 ERA. Three of OU's four pitchers hold ERAs under one. It's unreal, dude. They're so good. I I, I will add, I I keep. I'm really happy to see all the coverage that's out there for softball. I am really happy. But, I mean, it, I, I, I listen to one of my boys keep talking about Oklahoma struggling in the circle and getting their pitching right. It's about – that's the one thing that's been consistently right all season long for this team. Their, their pitching has been nails. Um, Jordy Ball and Nicole May had some issues with walks in the Mark Campbell Classic, but they still won the game. And since then, there's been one bad half inning, and that one bad half inning was against Baylor, and it cost them a game. So I I feel like, to me, you know, that's – you have two games where you put up 32 runs. Guess how many the other teams scored in those games? Nada, Zippo, Zilch, zero. Well, so that's that's what I mean. That's what great teams do. I mean, there's been some games where OU hasn't scored a lot of runs, especially early right. in the year, and the pitching has their back. And that's what great te- teams do early in the year. All right, a couple quick texts. Um, then we'll get our final break. in. Tommy writes, "Plank, it's called March Madness for a reason. No matter the defeat of a team, fall in love with that team and run with the baby." You know, I, I'm going to go back over it tonight. I don't keep all of my brackets, but I know where I've missed, and I think. I'm on like six of the last seven years, seven of the last eight years, Connor, losing a Final Four team in the first round. So count on me, my friend, to giving you horrible advice whenever it comes to your March Madness whatever, what Yeah, usually whatever, whatever I pick, just go the complete opposite way. Is what, yeah. I mean, I know to, Toby's a big Purdue guy, and he got, he got the Ruggers. Yeah, I heard he, that this yeah. morning. Huh. Toby, who usually chastises me for uh, – for my bandwagon-ish, uh, jumping on that Purdue bandwagon. I was impressed. And Purdue, Purdue's an interesting team to see to see what they do in the tournament with uh, Zach Eady. I, I, think, a, te- I think teams are starting to figure it out, uh, the big yeah. man. Well, and I would also add such a consistent postseason disappointment. Purdue has been a consistent postseason yep. disappointment. Uh, Jim in Arlington writes, what's the Mississippi State softball park like? Nothing like it's baseball stadium. Holy smokes. I told you guys – um, that I was going to take a little walk around, and we got some time between games. I might have to go get a jacket. But there is so much construction that's going on right now. They're renovating part of the basketball arena. Um, but the dude, oh, my gosh, this baseball stadium, it looks like a major league park. The softball park, unfortunately, oh, called strike three on ball four. What a terrible call. We're going to the seventh here. Connor, there we go. Uh, Omaha leads Southeast Louisiana, three to two. But um, this, it, it's a, a quick thought on the softball. Softball stadium like a softball stadium. It reminds me a lot of Houston's. It's disappointing. Uh, they they deserve a little bit more. But it's cool how it's set up. Like the the windows here are garage door windows, so it's like I'm at the garage. <laughs> where I can lift them up and put them down if I want. But their baseball stadium, holy smokes, man, it is. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in in college baseball. Sh- show, shows you how serious SEC baseball oh, is. I mean, it, it's, it's just big time, top to bottom. Florida just, you know, I talked to Florida's um, 
Florida's baseball facilities was nothing really great, and they just went through a renovation, right, to try to get it a little bit more up to par. I don't think anything's going to be like what they have here in Starkville. But the one, the one quick thought I would say, Jim, is – uh, they've had some donors that have put some big money. Rafael Palmero has his name on an indoor football and hitting facility. Their indoor complex used to only be a 40-yard football field <laughs> was all it was. So now they put multiple sports in there. But um, for a, a middle-of-the-road SEC school, it's it, they, they've they've done up. Zach Selman has inherited quite the quite the facilities boon here, if you will. Now, and again, I still got to see it all. I'm going to walk through. I'll report back on Monday, but it looks pretty good. Um, 918 writes, the Sooners could get an NIT bid as tough as the Big 12 was. The Sooners did beat some top teams, won a tourney, beat up on some good SEC teams. Go figure. Like I said yesterday, and, and it's, I'm good with this being the end. I think this team um, had enough moments where we, you know, we felt like they could have been and should have been better than they were, right? Yeah. And but we'll, I also well, – go, go, go ahead, Plank. Well, I was just going to say I also feel like we're good, right? You know, what more do we need to see? <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. But if if you guys are rooting on a big uh, a trip to the NIT, I'll be right there with you. I just – I'm in that position where I'm like, okay, let's let's let Porter and his crew get to work on getting in some dudes here. And I, I get it. I get it for the younger guys getting sure. them more games. But if you haven't ended the season very strong and you have a losing record, it's it's hard to get excited mm-hmm. for it. I get what Porter Moser is saying that he always wants to compete. But if we're just talking about from a fan fan base point of view, uh, not not much excitement if you do get that nit bid. Um, I got an update on the spring game tickets, Pat. Spring football tickets have not gone on sale yet, right? No. Okay. We neither one of us know for certain, but uh, some of you all have gotten notifications that season ticket holders will pay ten dollars per ticket. Non-season t- ticket holders will pay fifteen dollars per ticket. So, in other words, that dude that was asking if tickets were fifty dollars for the spring game, you definitely clicked on the wrong link, my friend. Um, guy writes, "Adios, Big Twelve. No, some of us will continue to be Big Twelve guys. It just so happens my team will still play in the SEC." I'll compare it to the NFC East. I love the Dow. I love the Cowboys. Hate the Giants, Eagles, and Redskins, or the Commanders. People's perception of that division, I could absolutely care less. And then, um, boy, nine one eight is mad. I know, yeah. Mad. What a gimmick! Charge to see the spring game. What a gimmick it is. Make it free. Draw a full house. Pack the stands. Well, I mean, he's been loading it up today. Yeah, my man's fired up. I would say, sir, we packed it last year whenever the uh, whenever it was charged, right? And it's just going to be – it's it's going to be another way to generate revenue. I, I, I hate it as much as you. I would love nothing more to say, yeah, just go to this website, click on this link, and get your tickets. But that's just not the case. Oh, we're back to wrap it up. Got to go. It's Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right. Something crazy happened here, uh, Connor. If you want to say, Josh, this game actually started cooking as soon as I said it was dragging. <laughs> it is a final. Omaha is beating uh, has beaten Southeast Louisiana in Game Two of the Bulldog Classic last night. Mississippi State beat Sela, and today Omaha, Omaha 
beats him. So that means we should be on track for a 12.30 first pitch with a 12.15 pregame show. There is a crazy person here, too, that's wearing, like, a hard hat, and he's got a softball, uh, like, necklace that he's wearing. I'm going to have to send you a picture. Please. This man's, <laughs> this man's outfit is cultivated. I, If I could figure out how quickly to get to my camera, I would. He's dedicated, baby. There's a, Some of my favorite dudes are – um, the guys that show up and have their own T-shirts that have they, they've had made for them at OU games. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. He's getting his picture taken with fans now. This man is a rock star. Look out, Mr. OU. You may have some company. And and it, this is like C, Mr. Senior OU. This is like the um, AERP version of Mr. OU. But we have fans. Free admission at Mississippi State this weekend. Free admission in Starkville. So if you can get here, <laughs> and, and I learned this, apparently schools in the SEC just now started charging for softball games. Florida, it was free admission for their softball games before they upgraded their stadium. So we'll be ready to go at 1230. Uh, it, was, it was a no, it's not Frisco sooner. That is not your uncle. Because if it is, that's the greatest getup I've ever seen anyone have in the history of mankind. I've got to send a picture of it. It's literally a softball necklace with, like, two um, two of the wagons on it, too. Schooners. <laughs> Do you like wagons? Do you like covered wagons? All right, we got to go. Um, thanks again, Connor. Great job. Steel Man at Thune at Noon coming up next. we got OU softball hitting the air in 15 minutes. So join us, won't you? Have a great Friday. See you back here on Monday.